anything. So the one, the actual example I did in class? Yes. So didn't the TA, did you ask the TA about this? Yeah. I shared it with email. her. She hasn't sent it to you yet? No. I don't think um, she got my email. We, uh, why don't you just email me and I'll forward the email I sent to her. Okay. And then if we have time, I mean, I can do it again. Sure. But for my, mostly for my program. Yeah. So just, just email me. Because okay. she asked me about that and I sent her my a little sample of it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I appreciate y'all getting quiet. I'm almost ready here. Sorry. Okay, so anybody want to start with a question today? Somebody had one. I told him to ask. I forgot what the uh, already. Yeah. What's your name? Weston. Weston, yeah. Yeah, so he asked about what do you do about images. Now, I haven't talked about it in class. You're welcome to do it. Certainly not a mandatory thing. There actually is an example um, at the end of this set of slides that I'm probably won't get to today, but I might if you want to see about how to use an image. Um, if I do, that's great. The key thing, and I think I said that it's on the submission instructions. So if you, in fact, use an image in your code, it's important, first of all, that you... Um, so it's important that you add the image to your project by going into processing and doing... Somewhere, where is it? Sketch, add file. And use that to actually add the file to your sketch, the JPEG or GIF file. And then you'll be able to follow the example instructions and incorporate it into your sketch. Um, and in addition, if you've done that, then what you need to turn in is not just the .pde file, but I also need you to actually export it as an applet and then submit the jar file that you find in the applet folder. And if I didn't put that on the instructions on the web page, somebody asked me in, in, in uh, Piazza, and I'll answer it again there. So that jar file has really more than we need in it, but it's sort of the simplest and safest way to make sure I have the files that I need from you, because what will happen is that jar file is a collection of all the files that you might need to use it as an applet, and one of the things that's in there will be your any image files that you use. Same thing applies, actually, um, if you used text and you loaded your own font. With the current version of processing, you can actually put text on the display without using a font because it does have a default font. It didn't used to have that. So the same thing would apply there. If you use either one of those, use the export applet feature. Make sure you attach both the jar file and the PDE file when you submit it. And if you're not using those, and they're certainly optional, it's just some students have wanted to go and explore with that stuff, um, you don't need to worry about that at all. 
And final, I'll repeat again, if I didn't actually say that on the program submission instructions, somebody asked me in, in Piazza with a question, and I'll clarify it there. Somebody else? Yeah. I'm going to do, so the first part of today is several more examples with for loops, and then I'm actually going to sort of go back and do some other examples I had with if statements, um, maybe if statements with for loops together. That's all we're doing today, so you bet. Should I just jump into those? Yeah, Michael. Um, can you add music to uh, Processing, I believe, has a way to deal with audio, but I've not done it. Um, and it may require you to import an extra package. I don't know that it's necessarily one of the built-in packages. Yeah? No. I don't want to have to d deal with different ways of getting at it. I mean, I technically, you know, technically the answer is yes, except that I would appreciate it if you didn't do that. So. Also, if I already finished it, do I actually go to the next lab? Um, lab attendance is based on lab attendance. Anything else? You're welcome to read a book while you're there or work on another class. I don't care about it. I need you sitting in that chair for no, no more than 10 minutes late or 10 minutes early leaving. So that's the policy. Sorry. Glad you're doing well. You can help somebody else out. All right. Well, let me jump into these examples that I have. And there's the first one. And it's, part of me would like to just have you all try to do it. But I think in the interest of time, and I've been experimenting with this, it, I, I find that a significant portion of the class is a little bit lost on these, and while I have students working on there, some students that are sitting there scratching their head. So we're not going to do that. I will have some quicker chances for you to sort of check in and let me know that you do seem to be following along with the stuff I'm doing. But I'm going to start, and I'm going to program this one for you. We'll sort of do it here as a group. Um, <clears throat> and it's really kind of in the context of processing as opposed to Java where we don't have 2D graphics. It's basically my simplest example that involves using two loops, one inside of the other. So what it says here is create a grid of squares, each randomly colored using a for loop within a for loop. So maybe just to get things started, let's make sure we could draw one row of randomly colored squares, right? Now we could do it with a while loop or a for loop, as I've said. But since I kind of have an idea how many of them there should be, I think a for loop sort of makes sense. So for, and I'm going to have some variable that's going to keep track of, and I probably should name it. If, let's see, if I'm doing squares, and the squares are going to go across in a horizontal line, I'll call that, uh, what do we we'll call it? Square x. How about sx for square x, okay? It's sx it equals, and the first square is going to be on the left, so I'll set it equal to 0. And I'm going to keep doing this as long as sx is less than the width. And each time I go around, I'm going to increment sx. Can I use one of those fancy operators? Is that okay? So I'm going to shortcut this with sx plus equals. No, I'm going to do it the long way. sx equals sx plus. How big shall we make the squares? It's default size at the moment. I'm doing it really minimally. Oh, shall we make it bigger? I don't, let's make it bigger. Size, 500, 500 there. So how big shall we make the squares? 50 pixels. 50 pixels each. There it is, 50 pixels. All right. Now I put that curly brace on there. Probably didn't really need it because I'm only going to put one statement in my loop. So it could have worked without the curly braces, but it's always a good idea to put them on there. And all I'm going to do is draw a rectangle. 
and I'm going to draw it with its x-coordinate at sx. I'm going to put its y-coordinate at the top. They're just going to zip along the top. And it's going to be, now we see what's, what's happening with my program. Why is this not a good program? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Actually, there are two lines in there. I did need the curly braces. Um, but somebody else said the answer I was looking for. Can you say it louder? No, no, it's not the whole program. I said I was going to try it. We're going to work up slowly. So I was just going to make one row. I need fill here. That's the random part. Fill, random, 255, random, 255, random, 255. There it gives me a random fill. So why don't I like this program? Now, I already said, somebody already said that. Now, it's not because it's one row. It's not the whole program. It, it, let's, well, let's make sure it works. I think this is going to draw a random row of colors. So there's our colors. There's our squares, and they have a random color. All right, why don't I like this program? Thank you. It's got a magic number. So somebody was asking me before class about magic numbers and when is it okay. So here's, here's one rule that's really clear. If I ever use the same constant for the same meaning more than once, then you really need to make a variable and get rid of that magic number. So uh, that one, in this case, that's 50, and I'll call it square size. Right? So now all those 50s should be square size. And that, why is this valuable? For, there's two reasons why it's valuable. Somebody? Yeah, please. Right, so one reason is it's now really easy for me to decide, oh, I wanted smaller squares or bigger squares, right? So it's still working. All right, what's another reason? One, I only think of one more. Maybe there's more, but I can think of one more. Nobody? Yeah. Well, it works the same way, so who can keep track? That's close. Somebody want to say what he said maybe a slightly different way? Yeah. It's easier for a human to read and know what it means. So it's what we call self-documenting code. It, this program really maybe could have one comment, right? Draw a row of squares. But I don't need to comment, you know, SQ size. Maybe that's a little cryptic, but that's not too bad. It's certainly better than A, B, or Z, or W, right? So if I use descriptive names and I don't have lots of magic numbers, the program almost doesn't need comments. And we're going to put a few in, but it's what we call self-documenting code, and that's really the best kind of code. Questions about what that one does? So everybody can do this one, right? So you know what? This is a, I'm, I'm going to check in here. Um, this is, I've got to fix my settings here. Uh, anonymous question. So this is a this is an anonymous question. This doesn't count for for score here. And the question I'm asking you is, I just want to know for my own sake. Somebody already voted C. That's good. <laughs> All right. I guess they're bumping them once they take them out. So it's just two choices. Well, let's do this on a scale of one to five. One says that was a piece of cake. I could do this. If I did a pop quiz now, no problem. I understand what it is. Minor variations on a single loop, I got it. So one to five. Five is like, what's a loop, okay? So, so tell me where you are. 
One to five. One is, is this single loop is a piece of cake. Come on, stop wasting my time. A, it's, it's A, sorry. Sorry, A is, that's A. And, and E is, is help me. <laughs> Just trying to get a sense of what's going on. Okay, well, that's, that's about enough. So, it, you, it might want to see what's going on here. So, not too surprising, kind of a normal distribution. There's a few people that feel very comfortable with this. And there's a bunch that are like, mm, okay, but I'm not really willing to say I'm, I'm bored with this yet. Okay, we can stop that. All right, so if somebody wants, if any of those people from C on down would like to ask a question, notice you had lots of company. So part of that is to encourage you, if there's something about this that's even slightly confusing that you'd like me to say, well, which is something you can, of course, do on your own, and you really need to do it. You can't read it. I want you to read the text, but you've got to do more than read. You've got to do it. So is there something that someone would like me to twiddle on this so that they would, so it's like, oh, oh, I see what that's doing now. Anything, yeah. It's stylistic. So when I have a constant... 426, right? When that just shows up in the code, I call it a magic number. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it means. It's just a style thing. It has nothing to do with correctness. It's a style thing. Right now, as someone pointed out, I want smaller squares, right? I want smaller squares. All I have to do in here is go in here and change this 50 to a 5, and with one stroke, you know, you can't even see them now. I got that little band across the top there, right? No, no, no. Those three fifties I had before, those were magic numbers. So it's like any number that doesn't have a variable Any number that's used more than once with the same meaning is a magic number. There were three fifties, and all three of them were essentially the size of that square. And, um, so, so there are these special cases. 255 is really, it's like zero. It's one of these magic, it's a, one of these special values in computer science, right? And SX equals zero. I don't want you to make a variable called ZERO equals zero. That doesn't add anything. So you, you need to think about it. Is this adding anything, right? 255, oh, I know what it is. That's the maximum. I, I mean, I can make a variable called, you know, max color value or something. But to anybody that's passed this class, they see that 255, they understand what that's doing. It does not need clarification. So you know, there's obviously some judgment. It's not really simple to make it cut and dry. Okay? Um, well, nobody else wants to ask about that one? Yeah? Um, so now that you have all these squares, uh, can you uh, translate those squares over a spot? Well, well, this is a static sketch. Um, I could have used translate instead of SX. So um, just for the heck of it, just to show you what I mean, I could put zero here. I don't know that the program's clear by doing this. And I could say translate by how much? Square size. Leave Y alone. And this program will, let's make these a little bigger. Those are too hard to see. Um, this program will behave the same way. Right? So that's just another way of achieving exactly the same thing. I mean, that's the thing in program. There is, there's rarely just one way to do something. I forgot where the, who asked that question. I, I like to look at who I'm responding. Raise your hand. There he is. Yeah. Uh, 
Does, is that sort of what you're asking about? Of course, notice what happened is I missed the first square because I translated before drawing the first one. So I've missed. If I had swapped the order of these two, then I wouldn't lose that first square. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, I could use translate. I mean, so that's what it would do. Anything else? Shall we move on and make this a little more complicated? Okay, well, you know what? I think it will be useful. I'm going to go ahead and put this into a dynamic sketch right now. So, um, well, yeah, I really want it. Void setup. So let's make this. It's just because it makes it easier to sort of play around and explore and see what's happening. So I haven't really changed much. I, of course, like it to be properly indented. So the program doesn't change, except it's dynamic now. I think if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to my version where I was actually using SX here instead. Okay. Um, now, the reason I thought this might be useful is I could introduce a new variable that's square size. Is that square size okay there? Exactly the right answer. It doesn't look like I ever change it, so it doesn't matter. It will work fine as a local variable. It works fine as a global variable. It really doesn't matter where it is. Um, so logically, for me, it makes more sense as a global. Yes, please. Uh, not SQ size. I change SX, but not SQ size, right? But for me, even though it doesn't change, um, it could, in fact, be local, but I kind of like it global, but it could be local. Um, so, and while I'm at it, I'm also going to declare another variable, and we're going to call it SY for the Y coordinate of the square, okay? And <clears throat> I guess we know I don't need to initialize it, and I'm going to use that here to draw the square, Right, so just to make sure I've not actually changed any. Whoa! Oh, I did change something. <laughs> what changed? I just saw, I forgot. It's really different now. What's happening? No, you don't see it yet. You're going to see it in just a second. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's changing every frame, right? Before we had a static sketch and it keeps redrawing them with different random colors every frame. So that's pretty wild, but okay. And we don't, as long as they don't lead up too long, give anybody a headache. So the reason I wanted to do this is, what could I put here instead of SY? Or in fact, let's leave SY there. What could I do right here? I can say SY is equal to mouse Y. And now what's going to happen? Oh, this is going to be weird because I don't have a background call, but what the heck. This could be kind of wild, right? So now what's going to happen is I start dragging it down here. It's going to follow Y. Woo! All right, well, aren't we having fun now? Okay. Anyway, so the point here, the, in terms of what today's topic is about, I want you to point out that that loop does what? It draws a row of rectangles someplace, right? Now, we, first we had it fixed at zero. Then I put a variable in. Then I had it follow mouse y. Well, what we're going to do now to finally answer the question that I originally posed up there is I'm not going to let sy change by mouse y. Instead, I'm going to use a for loop. And I'm going to say SY is equal to zero. SY is, as long as SY is less than height, increment SY. Now I'll use the fancy one because we can compare it all. Increment SY by SQ size. All right, put the curly brace there. Put a curly brace down here somewhere. Do the indenting. It'll fix everything up for me. And now we see that I have our original for loop. 
with SY, which everybody understood, or a few people were, there was a couple of D's and E's, but they have to figure out how to ask me a question. All right? <clears throat> this draws one row, but where does it draw the row at SY? But what happens to SY? SY keeps changing. So now it will fill the whole display with rectangles because it draws this, it starts SY is zero, does this, draws a top row. Increments SY to down, you know, one square size and does this all over again. Draws the second row. Goes back up there, increments SY, SY is still less than height, does it all over again a third time, et cetera, et cetera. Are you bored with that? It's repetitive, right? That's what computers do really well. Yeah. It does draw a row of rectangles over and over again. <clears throat> the sequence is, it comes in, sets SY equal to zero, and then does all of this. Well, it tests this, and then it does all of this. Do you understand what this does? It draws a row of rectangles at SY. Then, when this is over, that's the statement that's inside the for loop. When this is over, what happens? The very next thing to happen. I was being sloppy. What's the very next thing to happen? It goes to here and increments SY by SQ size. Then what happens? It checks to see if SY is still less than height. It is. And it does it all over again. Right? Draws another whole row, but SY is now 20 instead of 0. Right? And it just keeps doing that until SY isn't less than 0. So, in fact, we get this totally psychedelic thing here, right? <clears throat> we don't need to leave that up very long. Anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah, Michael. There's nothing special about these statements. Just like we've been doing all along, how do statements execute in your program inside of void and setup, setup and draw? First, next statement, next statement, next statement. They execute in order, correct? Maybe with an if statement, we figured we could make it skip something. All right? So this happens first. And I've told you how it behaves, right? And it really behaves as three separate things. The test, the initialization, the test, and the body. Th this bit here, you need to actually be able to think of, this is called abstraction. <laughs> we'll have a syntactic way for it, but right now, that highlighted part, you need to think of it as one big instruction. What does that big instruction do, Michael? Draws a row of rectangles. It does this for loop. This for loop doesn't print SY every time it goes around. It doesn't draw one rectangle. It doesn't draw one line. What does it do every time? It draws a row of rectangles. And where is that row of rectangles? It's, it's Y coordinate is whatever SY is. That's what it does. So this starts, and then it does this. That's a statement. It runs to completion. Forget about the outer for loop while you're looking at this. It's irrelevant. It just does this. And when it's done, it bumps into that curly brace and says, oh, what am I supposed to do? Oh, 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 I do this now. Right? And then I check this, 
And oh, oh, that's true. And then it just goes in here and it blindly does this all over again. Doesn't know it did it again. There's no funny interaction. He's not the only one that's been confused, but lots of students have this issue. Probably some of you still in this room who aren't paying attention. Okay? There's no funny interaction unless I make it explicit through the use of variables, which I'm going to do in just a second. I'm going to make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself. Well, I don't know. Maybe it comes up later, and maybe I'll make it easy because I'll have answered one of your questions. I'm going to do something here. I'm going to change this. Instead of SX going to width, I'm going to put SY here. What's going to happen? I may have a quiz. I may have a clicker question about a variant of this later, but I don't know what it is, and I don't feel like pulling it up right now. I just want you all to pay attention and get this. Right? I'm trying to make you all get A's on the next quiz. You need to know this stuff. So what's going to happen now? On the bottom half. Could you be more precise? Exactly. So we just get this lower triangle. You all have that image in your head. I don't need to leave it up there. What happens, right? Notice when it comes in here, it says, and I wish I could write on that screen. Maybe I can write over here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write on here a little bit to keep track of things. So we've got SX and we've got SY, right? And it starts off. Um, I did this sort of in the wrong order. It sets, in fact, I'm going to put SY here and put SX here. So SY gets set to zero. We enter that first loop. SY is equal to zero. Zero is less than height. And we go in and we start the next loop. SX is set to zero. Okay? Now, how many times is that loop going to go around? None. Because as soon as it checks to see if zero is less than zero, it's over. So in fact, it doesn't do anything. The loop is over. Nothing happened. It goes back. It increments SY to now be 20. Right? We're starting all over again. We're on, we're on round two, and nothing's actually even happened. So we now set SY to be 20. SX is, again, set equal to zero. All right? And now what happens? Is SX less than SY? Yes. It draws a rectangle. And we get that first little rectangle. If we were sort of had our little image on here, we'd see the first rectangle sort of showing up there in the corner, right? Then it increments SX to 20. And what happens? SX is 20. SY is 20. That loop, that test fails. The loop is over. And where do we go? We go back up and we increment SY again. SY now gets incremented to 30, right? We set SX back to zero, right? We come in here, we set it to zero. Zero is less than 30. It draws a rectangle. It increments SX to 20. 20 is less than 30. It draws another rectangle, square. Increments 20 to 30. 30 is not less than 20, and it stops. And now, you can all see, we can all extend this now, right? Is this getting boring, right? So that's what computers do for us. They do this repetitive stuff over and over again. But when you can do stuff at, you know, hundreds of millions of times a second, you can do a lot of stuff really quickly, right? We just have to be able to express how we want it to do those things. Is that helping? Yes, yes please. Um, 
the squares like blinking on and off? They're blinking because, again, remember, draw gets called 30 times a second. And every time I call it, I'm choosing different random colors. It does, but it does all of that in one frame. So in one frame, it draws all the colors, and then the next, so here, I think we can answer that one. It's a good question. How am I going to answer that? Yeah, let's slow it down, and maybe it will be clear. It draws the entire thing every frame. So... Yes, it does, but that's the whole thing. It's filled it up, right? When it, this, when SY gets the height, I've filled the entire display, right? So I'm going to run this, and, and if I haven't answered your question, by all means, ask me. So, so they're not flickering now, right? You see that. It's boom. You perceive them as all doing this weird flickering just because it was going so fast, and that was just a perception thing. It draws one set of random colors, new frame. Draw a new set of random colors, new frame. Draw a new set of random colors. Is that clear now? Great question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so where exactly in the code is making it stay on the left side? It's staying on the left side because of this test right here. So the inner loop says increment sx not all the way over to width but just up to whatever row i'm in and as the row gets bigger i go further over then it's not exactly the same right if i put if i put width divided by 2 in here what's going to happen Right? I just get a half a display. Right? I can do whatever I want. What, here, what's a, another fun thing I could put in here? How about mouse? This is what? X. This is X or mouse X, right? So I can put mouse X in there. Now the frame rate's really slow, so it's a little funky. Oh, there's nothing there. What's mouse X? Zero. So that loop just says never go around. It just keeps seeing that it's zero. And as soon as I come in here, slow, there it is. Right? So mouse X says only draw them over to here. If I move over there, boom, now it starts drawing them over there. Go back over here. Now it's a little weird because I'm not redrawing the background, so we're seeing the ones that are left from before, but it's only changing the ones where the mouse is, right? So it's a really nice way to sort of play around and say, oh, yeah, I see what these loops are doing. Again, the emphasis, I, I just, once you get this, it all falls into place, and if you don't get it, it's going to be just scary confusing. Think of that as a thing. You have to understand what it does, but it's, it's a chunk. Like, I'm not C-H-A-R-L-I-E space M-C-D-O-W. Well, actually, I am. But that's probably not what goes through your brain when you say, who's my professor for this class, right? C-H-A-R-L-I, you know, no. You say Charlie McDowell. It's a chunk, right? That's, that's words are a, a way of chunking. Lots of things, okay? You need to chunk that. You need to study it and figure out what it is and then chunk it and say, oh, Draw a row of rectangles that goes uh, over as far as mouse X. There was a question over there. Um, why is there a delay? Because I've got it at one. It's only going, the frame rate oh, okay. is one. I just slowed it down so we didn't see the flickering. Yeah. So if you wanted random colors, but you just want them 
So um, if I wanted random colors that didn't change, and, but then I want to be able to redraw those random colors every time, so because I've got a background that I have to redraw, the answer is you can't do it yet. So what I would use is an array, and I would actually have an array that stores, and I would basically need one variable for each square, and I would remember it. But there's a way for us to essentially, with one line of code, I can create 100 variables. They're called arrays. I would use that array. I would store the color in the array. And then I would use that, the values from that array to set the fill instead of the way I'm doing it. Um, it's the same thing that I sort of alluded to when I asked about how I make the twinkling stars that, that actually twinkle in place as opposed to just jumbling around. I would do the same thing. I would make an array to remember where all the stars are. We're going to touch on that. It's, it's uh, one of the next to last topics that we're doing. We're going to get there, but we can't do it yet. It's like the chairs, right? Basically, I'm going to fill all these chairs with a different color. And I'm going to remember what color I put in the chair. And then when I do the drawing, I'm going to look at this chair. It's like, what color is there? I'll draw the first one. What color is there? I'll draw the next one. And, I'll just, and I can go back to the chairs. And there's a way to say, you know, give me 100 chairs, 1,000 chairs, 10,000 chairs. And then I'll use a for loop to fill them up because I can make a for loop that says, you know, for every chair, give it a value. That's, is that enough looking forward? Yeah. So if you had another nested for loop underneath that other for loop? Yes. Yeah, sure. I don't have anything at the moment. We're working in a 2D world, so I don't know what that third loop would do, but yeah. <clears throat> I don't have a meaningful third dimension at the moment, so I don't have an example for you, but you bet we could do that. All right, let's see. I think I'm going to move ahead here so I can get you one of my clicker questions, see if everybody's following along here. So let's, let's see what these slides are. So... This is that shades of, so I, this was, that was really something we saw last time. This is that shades of color thing that I already did, All right? Let me put this up here and see if anybody has questions. I think the playing that I was thinking of doing this one, we really just did with that one. So I don't necessarily want to mess with it. It's the same thing. We see I've got, right, these two loops. Um, I didn't call them X and you know, SX and SY. I called it I and J. Um, in this case, they're going around the appropriate number of squares times, and I have a little expression I hear to figure out if I'm at square zero, zero times width divided by number of squares gives me zero. If j is one, width one times width divided by number of squares. So now instead of telling you how big the square is, I'm telling you how many squares I need. Again, just another way of, of controlling what's going on. Um, so I took that one and I put it into this loop. Let's actually go ahead and pull this up here for just a second. Give you a chance to ponder that. Let's... Sorry. Ah. So I think this is that example just to remind you in case somebody forgot. Instead of using random colors, here I'm letting the row and the column control the shades of color that I'm drawing, right? So looking at this one, 
Does anybody have a question they want to ask? Or a one, I'll do one modification. If somebody wants to suggest, like, gee, what would happen if on this one? Yeah, Nick. So, sure. So what this fill says is, as I gets bigger, make more red intensity. And as J gets bigger, make more J intensity. And I've chosen the expression. Notice it's 255 divided by the number of squares. So when I reaches num squares, I have num squares times 255 divided by num squares, which gives me 255, and I'll have full-on red when I, get to the, when I get to the end. Right? So I just did it so it would scale naturally and fill in um, the right number of squares. And I can change the number of squares to be anything. So I could make it be 200 squares instead of 20. And what we get, uh, that was square size. Sorry, not number of squares. That didn't do what I expected. That's what happens if you do big squares, <laughs> which is not what I intended. I actually meant to have small, really, ultimately small squares. And let's see, this may, oh, it is no stroke, so this will work. So we get the same thing now, it's just there's, there, it's completely smooth. We don't really see any little squares because they're really these little tiny, nice smooth gradient. Okay? Questions about that example? Yeah? If you put uh, void draw into this, would it flicker? If I was to put this in void draw, it would not flicker, no. This code is not redrawing it. If I put void draw, it would redraw it, but it actually does it in such a way that you will not see it flicker. Okay. Right. Even, if you slow the frame rate down? Even if I slow the frame rate down. So we can do that. Let's just make sure. Void setup. Uh, we can leave the no stroke in there. And I need void draw. And I need to close curly brace. And we're going to change the frame rate to be really slow. Frame rate 1. And I'll run it. Now that it's slow there at the beginning. What did I do wrong here? Uh, oh, what did I do wrong? Can somebody tell me? I see it. What's num squares going to be? It's zero. Why is it zero? Because at this point in the program, when you're doing these global initializations, the width hasn't been set yet. So the width is, in fact, zero. So what I really need to do here is I need to get rid of this. And I need to do that up here. I need to say num squares is equal to that. And I need a semicolon here. Have I got it now? Indenting is, what did I do? What a mess. What's happened here? I did, I did something. Boy, how did I do that? Yeah, I made a mess. I'm not sure what I did. Where did that come from? From. That void draws. Oh, I, I deleted too much. That was the problem. That void draws in the wrong place. There we go. Oh, God, stop it. Tools, auto format. I like that better. Okay. I forgot what we did now. All right. So here it is. It's running at one frame a second. Of course, you don't see anything happening because it redraws it, <laughs> you know, just in you know, milliseconds. Yeah, so you 
So your eye doesn't perceive your eye doesn't perceive anything. Okay. All right. Well, I have a clicker question for you. Then I think here. Let's see what I got. So let's see. So here's a slight variation on that program, and I want to know which of those choices gives us a filled area that more or less follows the mouse. So this is that basic program to set up, draw, no scroll. Notice there I've got the num squares equals width divided by square size in the right place. Here's the two for loops. No real changes here. The question is, what do I put in those two conditions of those two loops so that the mouse actually, the part that's being displayed is following the mouse and I'm uh, I really should have had a um, a background in there so pretend there's a background call in here so background there we go <clears throat> and you can talk right here we go You can see it's tight at the moment. You guys got it all figured out? What'd you vote? What'd you vote for? B, yeah. Why do you like B? Do you like B? Just a guess. Don't guess. Talk about it. If you're guessing, talk about Wyatt. What's going on? Or or, or figure out a question between you. You're going to ask me if you're just guessing. So how many people are just guessing? Okay, if you're just guessing, you should be talking to the person next to you so that you're not just guessing. This is a learning opportunity. Figure out, agree to ask me a question. That's okay. I gotta stop this. I'm gonna give you... Fifteen seconds, two thirty, I'm gonna shut this off. Here we go. Well I see we need to work on this some more. Those are definitely not all right. Okay, there is one answer, right? Um let's see here. Wow. So 
somebody um, somebody want to suggest why they chose their answer, and we'll see if we can go with it. Yeah, what do you got? A. I like that. So I is the Y coordinate. So we see I here as the Y coordinate of rectangle. So you think you should be comparing I versus Y? And I chose just now mouse Y instead of mouse Y. Why do I square Because that way it will actually be where the mouse A is as opposed to mouse Y divided by how the square is. Okay. Somebody want to try to refute that? Yeah. So something you're concerned, I didn't hear him too well, but something about the number of squares. So let's see, his choice was that I was less than mouse X and J was, is that right? No, mouse Y. I is less than mouse Y and J is less than mouse X, right? Are we ready? Um, frame rate's messing with me here. Thank you. Let's try this again. What? Something bad happened? What did I do? I don't know. All right, let's try this again. Hmm. Ah, the square size is one. Thank you. This was that was like this is not what I expected to see. That's not what I expected to see. Let's try again here. Thank you. Um, and I was supposed to have a background call in here. Background. There you go. All right. Boy, third time's a charm. All right, here we go. Let's try again. Whoop! What happened? Whoop! Hmm. So, do we see what's going on? So, let's look at the let's look carefully at the code here. So, the the problem is I. How much does I get? Um, so, how many times? Do you want that loop to go around if there's, say, 20 squares? 20 times. If there, if there are 20 squares, you want it to go around 20 times. But if the squares are each 20 on a side, right? If mouse X is 20, it's going to go around 20 times and draw the whole thing. Because I'll have filled the whole thing with 20, you know, it's 20 times 20, it's going like 400, right? So, because of this multiplication that's happening here, I'm multiplying i times, sorry, wrong place. I'm multiplying i times the height divided by the number of squares. So, every square moves over by this multiplier, right? So, the loop is, we don't want it to go around mouse x times, 
We want it to end up near where mouse X is, but we move each of them over more quickly. All right. I wasn't, this was not intended to be a trick. That's just how I would want to do it. I needed to scale that mouse Y value so that it sort of matched up with how I'm scaling. I'm really scaling this I coordinate to get the thing where I wanted it. Okay? Yeah, Michael. Sure. So what is 255 divided by num squares? In English, try to, t uh, sorry, not that, height divided by num squares. Somebody give me a nice English description of what that number is capturing. And I don't want a number. Well, height divided by num squares, you're on the right track, but you're being a little too, so what is it? Stop! <laughs> it, oh, sorry, it's not the number of squares. That's the number of squares. Height divided by number of squares is? There it is. It's the, somebody shouted it out, saved him. It's the size of a square, right? If the display is 1,000 pixels wide and I want 100 squares, how big is each square? 10. 1,000 divided by 100 It's 10. So that number... Whoever was asking me, this is just the expression that captures the size of a square, right? It's just the size of a square. And I don't want to have two variables. I don't have square size and um, number of squares, which was, I figured out number of squares. Oh, square size was there as well. So we probably could have put square size in there and it would have worked out I times square size, but I didn't do it that way. Not sure why now, looking at it, but that would have been okay too. Yeah, Michael. So we. Um, why is height divided by num squares square size? Oh, it's because of the. It's only going to when I in fact made it be width divided by squares. That's what you're asking me. Is because in fact the height and the width are the same, so either one's going to work here. Right, um, so it was intended to work even if the display is not square, right? So which I think it will work even if the display is not square. But as soon as the display is not square, the things that I draw are no longer going to be square because I'm not using the same expression for width and height here either, right? So this is I I, I call it square size. This is not really square size. It's width of a square. This is height of a square, right? So I see maybe I'm getting people bollocks just up on the on the, the math here and as opposed to the programming part and didn't mean to be doing that. I was just trying to make it be an interesting example. Um, questions about that example? Shall we try another one? What do I got next year? Let's see. Uh, so what was the answer? So the person that gave us the idea that it's we want it to be I and mouse Y something was right. In fact, the correct answer was, was, was C. <clears throat> All right, so let's see. Modify the previous program so that as long as the mouse is pressed, the squares are filled with random colors, and whenever the mouse is not pressed, it behaves as before. So what am I throwing into the mix now? An if statement. Yeah, exactly. So we're just going to toss in 
an if statement. So if the mouse is pressed, they're going to be random. Otherwise, so what are, where am I going to make the change? And there are several ways you could do it, but I think one is better than the others. Somebody want to help me what I should do here? Before the fill, what are we going to do? Yeah. If mouse pressed, not if mouse pressed equals equals true. Just if mouse pressed. If the mouse is pressed, I don't remember which way I said if the pressed, the squares are filled with random colors. So if mouse pressed is true, we know how to make that. Make this fill random. I have to keep doing that over again. And if it's not that, else set the fill to be that nice gradient thing and fix the indenting and let's see what's going on here. Oh, right, I've got the mouse X, mouse Y thing going on. Whoops, it's the wrong one. We got to fix it here. What was it? This was supposed to be mouse Y divided by height. And this was mouse x divided by width. What's that? Supposed to be mouse y right. Sorry, divided by. Thank you. What's happening here? Divided by number of squares. Thank you. Somebody's paying attention. That's good. Not me, obviously. All right, here we go. So now we see it follows. Hmm. So I still didn't get it right. You guys got to help me out here. I'm being really bad. What was this supposed to be? Square size. Thank you. Did I put a capital S in that? Square. Or is it? Yes, I did. Square. Square size. Thank you. All right, sorry. So here it's following the mouse, and now if I press it down, we get our wild random colors, and if I let go, it goes back to drawing them this way. So we've got an if statement again, right? You decide the for loop starts, the for loop starts, and then you just do what's in here. There's an if statement, you do whatever it does, you draw the rectangle, you go back, you increment J, you see if the test is true, you come in here and you do it again, right? Um, how are we doing here? Let's see. You know what? I want another anonymous question. I got to see how people are doing here. What's what's not what I wanted? S anonymous question. Here we go. Um, so, how many are feel like they understand what's going on here? So, A is I understand things are doing fine. Please speed it up. Five is I'm really confused, and I hope somebody can ask me a good question. And you know everything else is in between. You're being real, a little quiet out there, which maybe means you're getting bored, or maybe means you're just hopelessly confused and, and don't even know how to ask a question. And I got a few people that are really confused. So I think I got enough to get a sense of what's going on here. So um, here's what I'm dealing with. 
I can click there. So uh, people are feeling a little uncomfortable still. Some people are very uncomfortable, not too many. Th these folks voting down here, you got to come to my office hours, right? Maybe if I'm not being effective for you here, you might say, why should I waste my time coming to office hours? It's a little different when it's one-on-one -on -one or you know, two or three against one. It's quite different. Um, by having you try to solve a problem for me, I can sometimes sort of tell you what it is that you've, you know, what misunderstanding you have. And I can't do that with the whole class here. So I got enough people with C and above. I want to kind of keep moving a little bit, but I don't want to lose you, right? But you're going to have to come and get some more help. Um, if any of those C folks want to try to ask a question that would help them and maybe help the, those, the D and E folks, that would be um, lovely as well. Yeah, Michael. Um, which Boolean expression? You want me to explain this again? Okay. So uh, let's just, we should put some numbers on here. So mouse Y, um, <clears throat> I mean, if I can do it this way, let's try this. So I'm going to not draw very many squares. So let's suppose I'm going to draw four squares. If it's going to be four by four like this, all right? So I've set, uh, what variable am I controlling here? I'm controlling um, the number of squares. So I'm going to, sorry, square size. So I'm going to set square size to be um, 100, and it's 400 by 400, right? So let's make this concrete. So this is 400. Right, so it's going to be 400 by 400. So each one of these is going to be 100. I'm going to set square size to be 100, right? Okay, so if square size, which I'll abbreviate it here, square size, that's going to be 100. I can get this code up here at the same time. All right, so now the question is, if we look at this loop, how many times do you want this loop to go around when the mouse is... Um, <clears throat> Uh, when the mouse is sort of halfway across, right? So when the mouse is when the mouse is here, right? When the mouse is there, right? How many times do you want that loop on either one y or x? It's the same. How many times do you want that loop on y to go around? The mouse is here. I'm only supposed to draw that bit up there. The question is, how many times is the loop on when I, that loop that goes around over and varies the x coordinate? How many times is it supposed to go around? Twice. Draws one row, right? In the whole program, it's going to eventually do, but the loop itself. I don't think that the loop goes around once, twice. It draws two squares, right? And then I'll do that whole thing again. So it's going to go around twice, right? Well, notice when mouse x is 400. Sorry, when, and when mouse Y, sorry, when mouse, I said it, mouse X is 200, that's when I'm halfway across, right? 200 divided by square size is 2, right? I don't know if that's a way of explaining it, except to show you that it works, right? It's that I'm scaling. Each square, <clears throat> the position of the rightmost square moves over by one whole square size. 
right? So I'm one whole square size closer to mouse X each loop. So each time around the loop, I need to have it move over square size things. All right, there's, it's, there's just this relation. Maybe I should, uh, there's probably an equation I'm supposed to write down here. Um, uh, sorry. Um, I don't know how else to look at that. That wasn't this part I wanted to ponder. I'm, I'm going to leave that because I'm feeling like I'm just getting bollocked up when I don't need to. Um, that's not the important part at some level. I mean, you really, you do because you have to see how it works, right? You can, the, but the key is, I don't want this loop to go around 200 times. That's really clear, right? right? If, if mouse X is 200, I don't want this loop going around 200 times because I'm only drawing a couple of squares. So, um, the more I move mouse X, I have to, here's, let's look at it this way. I have to move mouse X over one whole square size to make the loop go around once more. And if I move the mouse X over one more square size, the loop will go around once more. So I have to keep moving at an additional square size in order to make this number go up, right? Because of that whole integer division thing. I've taken way too much time on this, man. Uh, I gotta, we got to cut to some key examples here. I wanted to show you some more stuff that's going to help you on the quiz here. Let's see. Um, I'm going to leave that example. Um, I've, I've belabored it. I think I'm losing folks. Um, if you're still struggling, all I can do is encourage you to play with it over the weekend. Let's move on. Those were the examples that I was going to do with um, for loops. I have one more variation. I'm going to leave it to you to try on your own. You guys can work it out on Piazza. So make sure the squares on the diagonal are always white, but everything else changed with the mouse position, right? So try that one. I'm not going to do it now because I'm running out of time. Try it, right? And feel free to discuss it amongst yourself or in Piazza. I'd like to go on and just make sure if I had some, some other things. In some sense, these... Next examples are actually easier because um, they're not about loops. There were some other ones I had about if statements. Um, hopefully, I can get you guys all get me a correct clicker question here in just a second. So here's one. The idea of this program is it uh, the kinds of things that you would be doing in the next programming assignment, which reminds me, well, I've got maybe the people I care about aren't here. I've got 10 people that are clicking and giving me responses that are not properly registered yet. So if you go into eCommons and do not see that you're getting credit for the clicker stuff in class, which you should check if you haven't, there are 10 of you who were here even the last two or three lectures and have clicked in and gotten full credit, but I don't know who you are because I don't have you associated with a clicker yet. So please check that. Um, we talked about magic numbers, and I wanted to say one more thing for those of you on the next programming assignment. I, I'm not sure it was in the spec. I talked with the TAs yesterday. I need to make sure it is. It's not okay to give me abstract stuff for program four, right? I don't want just kind of wild things flying around and colors and doing. It's not okay. The reason is you can create that stuff without really knowing what you're doing. And it's kind of like taking, you know, Jackson Pollock here, right? That doesn't work here. If you don't know who it is, go Google him and figure out what I'm talking about. 
Uh, maybe you'll love him, and I didn't mean to offend any Jackson Pollock fans out there, but you have to know what you're doing, and those abstract things don't work. So here's an example. Here's an example, if I can get it up here, um, of the kinds of things that I would imagine you doing for this assignment. Uh, light switch, light switch. Oh dear. The light, oh, it's in chapter five, that's why. Um, light switch. So, so here's an example, and what it does is the black circle is the light switch, and the yellow thing is the light. So, clicking, if you can't tell, I'm clicking and nothing is happening. But if I click in the black square, it turns the light off. If I turn in the black square, it turns the light back on. So two things happening here. I have some state that's remembering whether the light is on or off. And I'm doing a test of a specific area of this display. Those are exactly the kinds of things that I want you doing in this assignment. All right? So <clears throat> here, here um, we have a test. I'm using a Boolean variable to keep track of whether the light is on or off. And I'm using mouse pressed with an if statement. When the mouse is pressed, if the distance between the mouse and the switch, we've talked about this distance function before, if it's less than the switch size divided by 2, gets me a radius, then I notice I don't actually turn the light on. I just toggle it. So it's a nice thing about this negation operator. If it was on, I turn it off. If it was off, I turn it on. Right? Nice, simple program. Got some variables, no real magic numbers other than maybe 255 and 2, and I don't consider those magic numbers. Um, I've captured the light, the light size and the switch size in variables as well as positions of um, where the switch is. I, was, I cheated a little bit, and I put the light in the middle of the display. Um, oh, I did. I even light X. I set them to be width, height, divided by 2, so I had variables for those. So I tried to capture all those pieces. Nice, simple program. Any questions about that example? So, if there aren't, let me ask you this. Here's almost the same program. Um, what's happened here? <clears throat> Oh, sorry, no, that's just the rest of the program. Keep going here. Um, <clears throat> here's a variation on that. You can't see it? All right, so here's a slight variation on that program. And the question for you is, does this variation work just as well? Multiple choice, you've got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. And I'll even talk about it just a little bit more here. Whoops, I didn't mean to show that. But yeah, don't, don't trust those first folks. I'm not saying, I haven't even thought through. I don't remember what the answer is. So what I'm saying, I want to make it clear, there is no mouse pressed anymore. I simply say, if mouse pressed and distance, then toggle the light. And the question is, does this variation work essentially the same as the other one? Wow, well, a lot of votes coming in. I'm going to only let this go for a minute since it's multiple choice. What's that? 
I don't care about how it starts. That's not important. All right, time's up. Come on, vote. Okay, so um, almost everybody said A. Somebody want to defend B? Yeah. Bingo. So, in fact, this test happens, I think it's actually thir default 30 frames a second, but even at 30 frames a second, if you hold it down for 3 thirtieths of a second, it will go off. If you hold it down for 4 thirtieths of a second, it will go on, right? No, it does not. It does not work the same because you cannot click it and reliably make it change state. So, I'm sorry, do not accept that. that. Hold on, hold on. Don't worry. I mean, you can leave if you want. I get a little extra time some days. I'm not going to take more than a minute or two. And I even fix that clock so you're not fooled to think it's done. I know I'm technically off. It does not work. I would not say it works well at all. Sometimes. Unreliably. Unreliably. Yeah. Hold on. Was switch size previously... I mean, so I, maybe there's this, the setup part is missing from this display. No way. Sorry, I'm not letting you argue that you thought it didn't work because of switch size. You've seen enough of these examples. I don't buy that. Now, I will. You're going to get one point today for having been here and participated, but you're going to have to have gotten at least one right to have gotten full credit today. And I'm sorry if you didn't. Pay more attention next time. Try to look at these slides in advance. Um, no office hour on Monday. I actually won't be here. <laughs> yeah. The difference is mouse pressed as a method gets called once per click. You can click really slowly. It gets called once. With this one, if I click slowly, it will get called some arbitrary number of times depending upon how long I hold it down because every frame it keeps changing. Every frame, not just when I if I hold it down, it'll just keep going on off on off and off and off and off and on. It'll just because this statement gets executed every frame. And as long as that's true, it keeps toggling it. Okay. Is that right? You see that? And what was the previous? The previous one has it. The previous one has it as a separate method. And these methods behave differently. I mean, you, there's nothing in Java syntax that would make you know the answer to that. You actually have to know that in processing, these things only get called once per press. This doesn't get called as long as the mouse is pressed. Okay. It only gets called once per press. That's the key difference. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. So that one gets called only when the mouse is pressed, but how come the other one doesn't? 
It's also an if, wasn't it? Okay. The difference is this function only gets called once per press. So if I press the mouse and hold it down, it will come in here, do this one time, and then it won't go in here again until I release it and press it again. In the other one, in the other one, since this is inside of draw, oh, it gets called 30 times. Every time, if I hold it down, every frame it'll get called 30 times. If you if you click on the if I hold and hold it, and hold it, this thing will just keep going back and forth, back and forth. Why would you hold it? Even if I don't hold it, can you click and reliably make sure it's only down for a thirtieth of a second or less? No. Neither can I. Okay. Void, it says that that function does not return a value, and we'll start learning about that next week. Okay, so anything with basically void, there's a method, the method is only called void. Mm, that void is part of the method declaration, that's okay, correct. So then, because it was if, and that is assuming if this is pressed down, that's why it's... The, if, the ifs behave the same. The, the difference is this if gets called every frame. That other if only gets called once per press. That's the difference because of it's a method, and that's how processing makes that method work. That's a processing thing. Okay, so what's your clicker number? 